Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to a new episode of Phillies Today. We sit here uh, on July 3rd, day before the holiday, where the Philadelphia Phillies will be playing on this holiday. They didn't play on Memorial Day, but they will be playing this holiday as they'll get set to play the Tampa Bay Rays. They're going to Florida uh, the entire week, they'll be playing the Rays for three games. And then you got the Marlins uh, right after those Tampa Bay Rays. So we have a week long down. Six games against the Rays and the Marlins. But uh, we'll get to that. We'll get to the Rays series. We're not going to talk too much about the Marlins. The Marlins have been great. Um, I think they they should be in where the Phillies uh, should be at. Marlins are what, like 11 games over 500, something like that, 10 or 11 games. That's where I thought the Phillies would be at this point in the year, but they're not. We'll get to we'll get to the series against Tampa, and we'll get into the series against the Marlins later in the week. Um, but different-ish type of show today. Get into the normal stuff. We'll get into the re- recap of last night's game, uh, get into the key moments. We'll start off with that. Then we'll get into my game takeaways uh, against the Nats that rounded out uh, the finale uh, from the weekend. Um, so we'll do the takeaways. And we'll get into midseason awards. We're just going to get into a couple. Uh, I'm not going to sit here and get stupid with it. I'm going to give you guys my MVP for the Phils so far this year, Cy Young, and most improved. Um, so, yeah, we'll keep it simple, but we'll get into three awards for this year. I'm not going to get into anything weird or stupid, but those three awards uh, for the year for midseason. Um, as we get closer to the All-Star game, where we're literally eight days away. Um, and then we will, and I'll, and I'll talk more about the All-Star game later in the week. Um, as I'm doing three episodes this week, I'll be doing today through Wednesday, and then Dan Wilson will have you to round out the week on Thursday. So, and then I'll preview you guys, pre- preview you guys uh, uh, tomorrow's game against the Rays. Uh, or I'm just going to really just preview guys a series. I'll preview tomorrow tomorrow's game tomorrow morning. Uh, before the Phils play Tampa Bay, uh, as you'll see, Eflin and Nola, a former Philly, uh, you know, uh, someone we know. So we'll get into that. Then we'll get into a few news and notes, um, and then around the league and inside the National League East um, to end the show today before I come back to you guys tomorrow morning. So let's recap. Last uh, yesterday afternoon's game, it was not uh, so beautiful. Um, Phils didn't play awful, but it was really just one bad inning uh, by Ranger Suarez, who has been great. He's been the best Phillies pitcher. Him and Taiwan Walker have been the best Phillies uh, starting hurlers uh, over the ma- past month or so, and they've been just nails. So bottom of the first, started off well for the Phils. Looked like it was they were just leaving off uh, where they were on Saturday where they scored 19 runs. 
bottom of the first, Nick Castellanos. Congratulations, Nick Castellanos. We're going to get into that. Uh, Phillies uh, all-star this year, the only one representing the Phillies. Definitely deserving of it. It's a solo homer uh, to left field. one nothing game for the Phils. And then just later that inning, a couple batters later, JT Real Muto with a two-run bomb. Three-nothing uh, fightings. But then a couple of innings later, top of the third. You know, you could say whatever you want. Brandon Marston not, who is usually a good fielder, and did not uh does not field the ball well in left center field. And and that was with one out in the inning. And later in the inning leads to a bases loaded uh jam for Stone Garrett. Philly's killer now. Stone Garrett, uh, who hits a grand slam, a bomb out to left field. Makes it a 4-3 game. And then to secure the win in the top of the fifth, uh, Jamer Candelario, a very underrated player for uh, Washington, hits a solo homer to make it a 5-3 game. And the Nats really wouldn't look back from there. or they I mean, they wouldn't score any more runs. Um, Nick Castellanos would hit an RBI double um, in the bottom of the seventh where Kyle Schwarber would score. But that wouldn't be enough as Washington would win this game Five to four on the heels of those uh, Stone Garrett home runs, uh, Garrett Grand Slam and Candelario uh, Dinger. So the Phils lose this game five to four. Uh, my takeaways from this game really as simple as, um, and I know Ranger really only had the the one bad inning technically. Give up seven hits, five earned, um, five strikeouts, three walks, and. Uh, he's currently sitting the season at a 367 ERA. Uh, so really, not the greatest start from Ranger. Yeah, you could say whatever you want about Marsh's play, but Ranger still uh, a bad inning from him. Doesn't matter. Like he gave up the home run, he gave up the grand slam. Um, doesn't matter. You can say whatever you want about Brandon Marsh. And I heard, uh, you know, the great Larry Anderson say in the broadcast, "Well, you know, Marsh. Well, it's baseball. Like this, it that. Okay, like." Doesn't matter. Rangers still had to try to get out of the inning. He didn't. That's on him. Whatever. Yeah, Marsh had a hand in that. And I did see Marsh after the game said, that's on, that's on me. That's not on Ranger. Like, good. I love that accountability. But at the same time, like, Rangers still had to try to get out of the inning. He does not. Uh, however you want to look at it. Uh, so, Ranger, not a great start compared to uh, compared to where, uh, you know, what he did in the month of, the month of June where he was absolutely incredible. And look, you can, um, so, I mean, my first big takeaway from this is that this is definitely on Rangers still. I mean, five earned runs and five in a third innings, um, you know, coming off of the start in Chicago where he goes seven and a third, one of his best starts of the year, uh, only one earned eight strikeouts. And I mean, that's pretty much what he's done uh, just this entire, um, you know, over the last like, you know, seven to eight starts. Um, so, you know, I'm just trying to look at his splits, uh, from, from June. I mean, 108 ERA and five starts, you know, and before that in the month of May, where he just coming off that injury, um, you know, had seven ERA over seven and four starts. So great to see from Ranger, um, in the month of June, but not a great start to the month of July, uh, for Suarez, but look, Ranger has been very good. It's not like he's been super inconsistent. This was a bad start. Um, look, he's supposed to be your third or fourth starter. Like, okay, he's not going to be, uh, you know, he's not going to be Greg Maddox every time out. But he was was not great in this start, and I think that was my biggest takeaway is Ranger doesn't have a great start. Um, offense was fine. 
But again, it has been a theme this year. Runners in scoring position. They were one for eight in runners in scoring position. Besides, you know, those those two uh two bombs in the first inning from Castellanos and JT Real Muto. Um not a great uh, you know, Castellanos has the RBI double. It seems like Nick Castellanos has been doing everything offensively. Uh, you know, the Phil's all star this year now. Um, but offense was good. You know, you get what? You get eight hits, uh, or excuse me, ten hits. I mean, yeah, ten hits is great. Um, but a couple of those hits need to come in with runners in scoring position. You're still one and eight, one for eight in runners in scoring position. And they're still 26th in Major League Baseball with a 246 average um, at the plate with runners in scoring position. Not good enough. Need to be better. Again, um, hopefully they can fix this as um, you know, the next couple of months go go on, and especially after the All Star break, where you're, you know, you're you're going into, uh, you know, you're getting closer to the playoffs, and it just needs to be better. Needs to be a lot better. Um, so that's okay. Yes, ten hits, four runs. Four runs isn't awful. You know, maybe Ranger has a better start and they win this game. Um, you know, maybe Ranger gives you a quality start and the bullpen, you know, uh, gives you good innings in relief. Uh, which they did. I mean, the the you know Marte, Alvarado, and Kimbrel were all good. Um, you know, the only hit there was given up by Alvarado, um, and Craig Kimbrel's just been great. So, so yeah, uh, you know, I really put this mostly on uh, you know Ranger who doesn't have a great start, and I put this on the offense not being able to show up um, with runners in scoring position, even though you did get the two long balls from Real Muto and Casty. So those are my takeaways. I'm not going to give you guys my serious takeaways because I kind of wanted to get into this midseason awards and then I'll preview um, the matchups um, for Tampa Bay. So midseason awards. Again, like I told you guys, we're getting to get into three MVP Cy Young and most improved. Thought that could be a little bit of fun. Not going to give you guys a rookie of the year. I mean, there's really not a, I don't think there's really a rookie of the year to give you, right? Um, so... But maybe I'm wrong, but you tell me. Uh, so let's get into MVP. I thought this was kind of easy. Then the next two I kind of was struggling with to, to think about, which is always fun to a certain extent. Um, I mean, but it's got to be Nick Castellanos, right? It's got to be Castellanos. Uh, I mean, the guy uh, is the lone representative um, in the All-Star game. I mean, there's some people that were kind of trying to justify Bryce Harper um, being in the All-Star game, but Nick Castellanos is your All-Star. It's that simple. Bryce Harper missed a month. Um, only had three home runs. Uh, I mean, average OPS plus still great. But uh, Castellanos, it's got to be Nick Castellanos. He's leading uh, the team in uh, B-War right now. Baseball references wins above replacement metric. He is uh, leading the team in that right now. Um, 12 home runs. I mean, no, he's not. Uh, I mean, he's on track to hit like 20 homers this year. But more importantly, you know, the slash sign, the 316, 358, uh, 516 slugging percentage um, with an 874 OPS slash line like that, that is a big deal. Um, I think the, the the fielding thing is a little overblown. Like, oh, he's now he's a good field. Like, he's not a good, great fielder. I mean, if we're looking at, if we're looking at uh, the defensive run save metric, like he's still negative four. I mean, he's on track to kind of be where he was at last year with negative eight. Um, but he's made some highlight real catches. Uh, highlight real catches don't mean you're automatically a good fielder. Um, but at the same time, like Castellanos has been has been uh, 
I guess, better in that aspect. But we'll see how he ends it, ends the ends the season. Hopefully, he gets to the postseason. He's making those highlight real catches um, once again. But highlight real catches don't mean you're automatically a good fielder. Um, but at the end of the day, uh, Castellanos has to be your MVP. Uh, there have been other um, good players on this team as far as the offense goes. Um, you know, Brandon Marsh has had a good year. Stott has had a good year at the plate. Again, Harper, since he's come back uh, with 51 games played, um, and I think that does play um, uh, a part in this, um, has had a good year technically at the plate. Bryson, or, uh, Alec Bowen been better at the plate as of late. Um, but I think it's without a doubt it's got to be Nick Castellanos. He's your um, MVP to this point right now. And let's get to next one, Cy Young. And this one was tough for me because, I mean, relievers don't win Cy Young Awards a lot, okay? Like, it doesn't happen that often. Even Mariano Rivera never won one. Um, I mean, the only ones I can really think of in my brain are like, uh, I think, did Eckersley win one? I forget. Someone from the A's won one. I know someone from the A's won one, but I know Eric Gagne won uh, a Cy Young um, as a reliever in 2002, 2003, one of those years. Um, one of those years where he was just, I mean, that save streak, and he was just one of the best relief pitchers in baseball, if not the best. Uh, Mariano Rivera's come close. I think he's finished like second or third in MVP voting. But as a relief pitcher, it's really hard uh, to win uh, Cy Youngs. Um, so, and, I mean, no one from the rotation has been, like, outstanding. Like, yes, Tywin Walker has been outstanding over his last, you know, couple of months same thing with Ranger Suarez, save for his last start. He was outstanding for uh, you know, a couple of start or for uh, a couple months here since he's come back from injury. But not enough starts though from from Ranger. Like he's missed a couple of months. He missed the first, you know, seven, seven weeks ish, you know, before, after the season started being injured. And I mean, no, that's technically in a way not his fault. But I mean, if I'm looking at the overall picture here, I can't include him. Um I was looking at Craig Kimbrell, but I mean, Craig Kimbrell still like his overall numbers on the year, a 3.71 ERA. Um, yes, he's been really good. You know, if you look at like his last like what 10 to 15 appearances, been great. But I still think he has work to do to to be considered like a you know, if I if I was considering this conversation, you know, maybe. A week or two from now, I mean, he, he has like three or four more appearances. I mean, his numbers look, I mean, that's the, that's the nature of relievers, especially at this point in the year. Um, Wheeler up and two up and down. Zach Wheeler, two up and down. Um, Taiwan Walker, did I, did I mention Walker already? Yeah. I mean, Walker's been just, he was down and now he's up. So, and Andrew Vasquez was even another one. I mean, 170 ERA, 170 looks great. But again, hard for me to put a relief pitcher there. So the one person I could think of who hasn't had an incredible year, but I thought did a great job at the beginning of the year filling in as a fifth starter and has been like a solid reliever, Matt Strom. Like I'd give him, I I know it sounds weird to say, and it's like, ah, Francisco, are you going to put Matt Strom? But I thought he's done his job as a starter and as a reliever. And this is more of the rest of, you know, the rotation and the pitching was really good in the month of June, but I'm talking about overall the first month, of the first half of the season. It's more about like the, the other parts again, like there's no one outstanding. Like Alvarado missed time. Okay. You may be, might be able to make an argument for Vasquez, but I, I still, I like Strom overall. Um, 
just the you know the work that he did at the beginning. Yes, he's had some bad outings here and there, um, but three seven eight. I think ERA overall um, through what? How many games? How many innings? Like fifty one innings, and um, yeah, it was fifty fifty one innings. Yeah, fifty two fifty two and a third innings. Three seven eight ERA. Um, he has nine starts, twenty four appearances um, overall. Just one save, but. Look, um, his ERA is three seven eight, and that's you know fourteen percent above league average. Like, I would I would give Strom the nod there. I would, I would give Matt Strom uh, the nod as uh, your best reliever uh, to this point, or best pitcher in general to this point. So, Matt Strom, in my mind, uh, your best uh, pitcher um, to this point. I know that's not like uh, super like, oh, I like, all right, but I'm going with Strom at this point. So Matt Strom is my uh, pitcher um, for your midseason awards right now. Matt Strom, most, Cy Young Award, I guess, uh, most improved. It came out of two players for me. Um, Alec Bohm has been too up and down this year. I mean, I know he's been hot as of late. Um, came down to Bryson Stott, and it's come down to Brandon Marsh. Bryson Stott coming off his rookie year. Um, to me, it wasn't great. Um, but I mean, the jump he's made uh, overall at the plate has been very good. He's been a very disciplined hitter. Brandon Marsh had a hot April, and that's definitely contributed to maybe how I look at his numbers. Um, and both are good fielders. I know it doesn't sound good to say that for the the you know the play he made yesterday, but generally, like Brandon Marsh, good fielder. Bryson Stott, good fielder. Um, but it came down to me, Bryson Stott being the more improved player and being the most improved player on the team. Um, just the all-around play, I just feel when I watch him, you look at the numbers overall, I just think Bryson Stott is the most improved player here, a little more than Marsh. Uh, maybe Marsh power numbers a little more, but Stott overall, what do you want to go? Batting average, uh, on base overall, just... Um, and just to go with his overall fielding, I think a little bit better. But I wouldn't have been. I wouldn't be mad if you said Brendan Marsh. But you tell me. Would you take Marsh? Would you take Stott? Who would you take? Maybe it's not one of those two. Who Who do you like as the most improved uh, player for the Phils? But those were only really two names uh, I was looking at. Um, Derek Hall obviously has missed a lot of time. Now he's back. Maybe he would have been a candidate. But um, it was those. Three that I or those two I looked at, Marsh and Stott. So Cassiano's MVP, Matt Strom, your Cy Young. It sounds weird to say, but most improved, uh, Bryson Stott. So let's quickly. Sorry, I went a little longer there on the midseason awards, but we never do that. So why not? A little fun there on the midseason awards. But tell me, who would you take as MVP, most improved, and Cy Young? Tell me those. Um, quickly before we end here, um, going to preview. Uh, the matchup against the Rays. The Rays are sitting here uh, on the year, um, I think, with still the best record in baseball, right? Yeah, technically they have one more win um, than the the Braves, but they played more, like a couple more games than the Braves. 57 and 30, first place in the American League East. And again, they're still, like, technically they're the best team in baseball. And I still, look, you just got to accept that they're probably going to be one of the best. I mean, you never know. August, September come, but... I mean, they're still second in runs scored, third in home runs. Uh, I mean, first in stolen bases, like the offense has been on, third in on base percentage, third in batting average, starting pitching, first in the ERA. Now, thank God the Phils don't have to face Shane McClanahan. He's hurt, unfortunately. 
Um, he's been one of the best pitchers in baseball over the last season and a half, really ever since he's come into baseball. Um, uh, relief pitching, 11th in ERA, uh, 9th in whip. Um, so, I mean, overall, they're still a great team, and they don't seem to be slowing down anytime soon. And you got to face Zach Eflin tomorrow um, on one side, who's been very good, of course, um, for the Tampa Bay Rays. But I think no matter what, if you left the Phillies, you know, needed to change the scenery. Um, so we'll go up against Aaron Nola tomorrow, and Nola has been super up and down. We're looking for that spark where Nola is going to start going on a run and being Aaron Nola, but apparently he wants to be Aaron Nola of a couple of years ago. Um, so Aaron Nola against Zach Eflin, hopefully he can give you a good outing against Eflin, who's been just very good this year. Yanni Chirinos uh, versus Taiwan Walker on Wednesday. And then Thursday, the fifth starter, Christopher Sanchez versus Jalen Beeks. Uh, of the Tampa Bay Rays. So it's going to be a tough series, man, but hopefully, hopefully, maybe take two of three. I mean, I would love to take two of three against them and Miami. So it's going to be, we'll preview more of tomorrow's game tomorrow, um, tomorrow morning uh, for the Phils against Tampa Bay Rays. News and notes. Um, you saw yesterday Derek Hall goes one for four, but they finally uh, call up. Uh, Derek Hall after being injured for you know a little while there, but it's good to have Derek Hall back, especially for the depth of this team. Cody Clemens gets option. Yes, Clemens had a couple of good months, but Clemens need to be optioned. I think Derek Hall needed um, to get a, you know back up and get a chance. Uh, but good for the depth of this team, you know, good for the depth. Um, and then update on Andrew Painter. Uh, so Painter is scheduled to face live hitters in a batting practice section. Uh, on Tuesday, which is tomorrow, um, rehab assignment might not be too far off for uh, the Phil's number one prospect. That's according to MLB Pipeline. Um, so we will, that's yeah, good for Philly's depth theme there with Derek Hall and Cody Clemens' depth. I mean, the Phil's need some depth. I still think they need to do some things at the trade deadline. And mentioned that a few episodes ago. We'll talk about that more and more as we get closer to the trade deadline, which is less than a month away. It's fun and exciting. Quickly, quickly, quickly. Just going to give you guys some around uh, scores around just the National League East. Um, so obviously, uh, we lost to the Nats yesterday, five to four. Braves just keep winning. They beat the Miami Marlins six to three. Marlins still a great team as they sit uh, second in uh, the National League East. Mets take two of three from the Giants. They win eight to four there um, yesterday in Sunday Night Baseball. And just real quickly, the standings when we're looking at the National League East. 56 and 27 for Atlanta um, in first place. 48 and 37 Miami. Us, the Phils, 44 and 39. Five games over 500. Third place in the NL East, where they've sat for a little while now. Mets, 38 and 46. Um, they have a good start to their July after a horrendous, awful uh, month of June. And then the Nats, 34 and 49, as they improve uh, to that record after uh, beating the Phils and winning that series. And just quickly on the wild card standings, where do the Phils stand? I believe they are about. Uh, game and a half back of the Giants, who have the third spot. So there the Phils are, and they're a half game back of Milwaukee and Cincinnati, who are trying to fight there in the National League Central. But technically, is don't the aren't the well Cincinnati's leading the Central too. So, but you know that fluctuates there in the National League Central. They're terrible. It's just as bad as the AL Central is almost not as bad. Because I mean, the, what the Twins are? My gosh, the Twins are forty-two and forty-three, leading that division. But who knows what's going to happen there? So that's going to do it for me. Um, I will be back tomorrow 
tomorrow morning. I'll be back Wednesday as well, and Dan will have you to round out the week. Um, so day off today for the Phils, and we'll come back tomorrow on the holiday, and we will talk about the series against the Tampa Bay Rays. So that's going to do it for me, Francisco Rojas. Talk to you guys tomorrow morning. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop. And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.